Welcome to RLA's Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy part one, even a nobody, in our series Never Disqualified by our pastor, Renee Molina. So I want to talk about, about this, 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 this big idea of, about never being disqualified. And we live constantly in a culture, especially a lot of religious churches, that they expect people to be perfect and expect people to always have it together and expect people to to just be extremely perfect and and so that God could use them right and many times we're stricter on ourselves than God is and many of the times we see God as strict because we had a strict dad or a strict grandma or a strict mom and we think oh my gosh like we think like our parents' voices in our head is like God's voice you know or the grandma's voice that was always like what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And it's like, my gosh, you know, and we think God is like that. But I want to tell you that with God, you are never disqualified. And I want to kind of over, like fly over these next three weeks. Um, the first week we're going to be talking about is uh, even when you're a nobody, even when you're a nothing, God could still use you. Even if you're a nobody, and that's going to be today's focus. Even when you're a nobody, God could still use you. And then next week, we're going to be talking about even when you feel like time is running out, God could still use you. Because time is in our God's hands. And then the third week that we're going to be talking about is a, a, a life that's full of mistakes. God could still use a life full of mistakes. And this is all based on the life of Abraham. We're going to be diving into the life of Abraham about, about oh, uh, old, old Grandpa Abe. So um, if you have a Bible, can you go to Genesis chapter 12? Genesis chapter 12. Tell the person next to you, even a nobody. Genesis chapter 12. I'm going to read two, two, um, two scriptures. And um, I'm going to ask somebody who would like to participate to read 1 Corinthians. Can we put the 1 Corinthians scripture on the screen? So you, does anybody want to read it out loud? We're going to do a little dynamic today. You guys with me? Yeah? Anybody want to read that scripture out loud? Oh, Gisela. There we go. <laughs> Gisela. Okay. So, Gisela, I'm going to ask you to read 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27 and 29 out loud, and I'll cue you. We're just going to read Genesis chapter 12 real quick. Are you guys with me? Yeah. All right. You guys, this is going to be, we got to do it together, okay? So Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. It says, the Lord said to Abraham, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. Just a quick little side note. God still hasn't shown them the land. All right, that's really important. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Gisela? Which are not, 
Awesome. Thank you, Gisela. So today I want to focus on how God can make a nobody into a somebody. That you have to allow God to build you and your reputation. Are you guys with me? And you know how in jobs usually, you know, they always ask for a a resume, exactly, Mike. They, they ask for a resume, and they usually say, all right, tell me where you've been, you know, before. Show me show me your track record on where you've been working at, and show me, like, have, do you have experience working with a plane and building a plane? It's like, wow, what kind of job is this, right? And so they ask for this resume on, on, on your previous job, uh, whatever you did before, right? But I want to tell you that in a crazy way, God doesn't need a resume from you. God doesn't need a resume from you. God could use anybody, even a nobody. You don't have to be this big shot, muscular guy, conventional, the normal big shot guy to be used by God. You don't have to be this crazy Samson person to be used by God. God could use nobody God could use somebody that was never on the radar. God could use a church that no one expected, no one thought of. God could use a, a, a little old lady. God could use anybody, even a nobody. Because God is a God of second and third and fourth chances. God is a God that could use anybody, no matter what situation, no matter what season, no matter your name, no matter your background. God can make a somebody out of a nobody. And what's crazy is that Abraham wasn't even on the map when God called him. God, Abraham was like, well, who is this guy? And out of nowhere, beep, 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 beep he, was, he came on the map. Right? And verse 2 of what we, we read is God told Abraham, I will make your name great. Say with me, I will make your name great. It also means, according to the Hebrew, the original language, it's, it, it, it also means, I will make you famous. Hmm. In other words, God was telling Abraham, I will make you famous. I will make you great. And keep in mind, Genesis 12 goes after Genesis 11, duh, right? And Genesis 11 is a, is a whole story about people trying to build a name for themselves and build their reputation and build their greatness. And so then you enter Genesis 12 right after, and the big difference is that here, now God was going to make somebody great. And in the Bible, your names were your identity. Like if you're somebody quiet, you know, that barely talks to people, in the Bible, your name would be quiet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if, or if you were an extrovert and you were like super talkative with everybody, including a wall, like, you know, your name would be talks to the wall. You know, like that, that's kind of how Bible names work. They are your identity. So what God was telling Abraham was, I will build your identity. I will build your reputation. I will build your greatness. Are you guys with me? Say with me, God will build my name. Yes. Tell the person next to you, he's going to build your name. 
All right, I want to start by talking about our obsession with being famous. <sighs> that, that little button everybody has to be known by a lot of people that don't know you. Did you hear that Instagram is thinking of taking and removing the like button and the amount of followers people have? Did you know that? Yeah. And they, they, I have the statement here. I know you were going to ask. This is what they said. We want followers to focus on what you share, not how many likes your post gets. And they said, many users will delete photos that do not get enough likes. Many studies have been conducted on the culture surrounding social media and the unhealthy obsession with likes and comparison to others online. We have a starvation for being famous. We have a starvation to being great, to being known. What's crazy is that there's a Bible scholar that he says about the scripture we read. He says that the builder's aggressiveness in building a name for themselves is matched by Abram's. By Abram's, where are you? Passiveness. So in other words, Abram was passive and trusting that God was going to make him great. Because we are, what does it say? What, it says we are aggressive to be famous, to be great. And we'll do anything to be famous, to have that little moment of fame, that little, those, what do they call it, the five, five seconds? What? 15 minutes of fame. To be known, to be celebrated, to have statues made of us, to have somebody just being celebrating you and your accomplishments and you being great. But God told Abraham, I will make you great. I will build your reputation. You know what he said pretty much in our language? In other words, God was like, I will be your marketing strategy. I'm going to make sure your name goes throughout the ends of the earth. Now, I want to clarify, this is, I'm not talking about companies. I'm not talking about business models. I'm talking about a person's life, okay? Don't try to apply, yeah, you know, marketing strategies. You know, I'm going to start my business, and God is my marketing strategy. No, I'm not, that's a separate conversation. I'm talking about your identity and your name and your reputation, even though Starbucks, I don't know if you guys know this, Howard Schultz, when he started Starbucks, they asked him, what's your marketing strategy? And he said, our marketing strategy is just our cup of coffee. And so it's like, okay, that's cool, you know. But my point is, God is our marketing strategy. God is, the, is our publicist. God is the one that's going to make our name and our reputation great. Not us, not whoever. God is going to make us great. That's why Jesus was so big on being secretive. When Jesus did something incredible, he told people, hey, don't tell anyone I did this. I did this for you, but don't tell anyone. Because he's trying to show us and give us a model to security. Because many times people, when they do something extraordinary, the first thing they want to do is tell the whole world. But Jesus had this model of secrecy. And he's like, hey, there's some things, if you really want to be great, you can't tell everybody the good things that you, that, that you do. Are you guys with me? Some people, uh, some people they, they post every good thing they do because they want 
affirmation from people. They starve it. They crave it. In the age of social media, we have to make sure we don't live to be approved socially. We have to live knowing that we could do great things in secret even if no one celebrates us. Now, let's talk about building your own name. All right? Let's talk about building your own name. Genesis, open your Bibles, Genesis, just the chapter before. I want to talk about being aggressive about building your own name. It's because people have to know me. It's because they have to know where I'm at. They have to know that I'm not, like, heartbroken anymore, you know. They have to see that I am so confident now, and they have to, I have to show them that I'm the great woman that I am now. I have to show them. I have to prove them wrong, you know. I want to talk about those kind of people. <laughs> Genesis chapter 11. Here's a story about a lady. No, I'm kidding. Here we go. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As people moved eastward, they found a plain, Shinar, and settled there. They said to each other, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for martyr. Then they said, come, here we go, let's build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower they were building. The Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from, their, uh, from, from there over all the earth and they stopped building the city. That is why the, it was called Babel. Say with me, Babel. Because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. People that are obsessed with building their own name. Who here knows somebody like that? Do you know anybody like that? I, I, actually, I'm kind of curious. Does anyone know someone that is like kind of a little too aggressive about building their own name? Can you raise your hand, somebody? Can you tell the person next to you, you got to be less aggressive? There's a term that people are starting to use called careerism. Careerism. And then I found out it's in the dictionary. Right? I know, right? I was excited as you were. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, and the dictionary says careerism, the policy or practice of advancing one's career, often at the cost of one's integrity. Wow. Careerism, I'm going to push for my career even if it, it puts my integrity in danger. I'm going to push for my career even if I'm like a million pieces and shredded by the time I get there. I'm going to pursue my career even if I don't know who I am anymore. It makes sense why Jesus asked the most incredible question, what's the point of gaining the whole world if you lose yourself? Wow, Jesus was a genius. Anyways, but I want to talk to you about how to be obsessed, how to build your own name. Number one, one of the ways to build your own names is by cheating. Can I get an amen? I'm going to go forward as much so that you could get backwards and you could go down. People to maintain their name have to cheat. Man, I'm going to get this promotion, but I'm going to get it to the, to the cost at somebody's demotion. 
oh, yeah, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to get a pay raise, but that means everybody's going to get paid less. Some people, they have to cheat to maintain their name. Cheating is when you value yourself and your goals at the expense of someone else. The next way people, the next way people maintain their name is they run over the people they love. How many have seen people that they're willing to pursue money and pursue their career at the expense of great and healthy relationships? Some people, I've seen this, they literally run over the, the best people around them just for the, sake of, uh, for the sake of money, for the sake of a better job, for the sake of a raise. Maintaining your name requires you to destroy essential relationships in your life. Um, Kaylee and I, we just heard of somebody that they got, uh, they got offered this incredible, this really awesome job. But the thing is that you literally like are slaving yourself for the, for the company. And it's like, I don't think that's worth it. One of my favorite, like, persons I listen to in their podcast, he says, don't pursue good money, pursue good management. Because there's a lot of money out there, but there's very little, little bit of man, good management. Another way people try to take care of uh, and maintain their name is that they isolate themselves. People, to maintain their names, have to isolate themselves and how, when does pe- when do people start isolating themselves they start isolating they start isolating themselves when they value things over people when you start valuing things over people that's when you start isolating yourself and that's when you actually start becoming even more socially awkward <laughs> are you guys with me are you guys are you guys with me yeah, yeah? It's, it's crazy. Kaylee shared with me the, 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 the moments where Steve Jobs was on his deathbed. And when Steve Jobs was on his deathbed, it was like, it blew me away. I'm like, wow, baby. You're so amazing. Uh, but she told me Steve Jobs, when he was on his deathbed, he, was, he died really sad because he said that he died a poor man. That even though he had all of so much money, built one of the most successful companies ever, he was poor because he wished he could have invested more time on relationships. Look, you could go and pursue your career and love your career and your calling and crazy jobs, but what's the point of getting these crazy jobs and building your resume when you end up alone and isolated? Wow, your name is famous and your name is big, but No one really likes you. You've been kind of a grumpy pants for not saying another word, you know, (laughs) to people. You want to know something? You want to know how to live for God? When you live for God, you value relationships over things. That's why people on our team, right now there's some people on our team that they're like, Renee and Kaylee, sorry, right now it's a crazy season. I'm trying to spend time with my loved ones and we're like, let's go. Yes, come on, please do that. Because there's so many churches that they value things over relationships. Another way people take care of their names is they're entitled. 
Some people, they're so entitled of their name. They're like, I deserve this position. And they literally start just becoming so uh, self-centered and so entitled because they're trying to maintain their name. And another, the last way people, um, we put it on the screen. Uh, the last one is when people, we, we, got it, we got it right, fear, the last one. The other one that people, they, um, there we go. People, when, they, when they, they try to keep their name alive through fear, they're afraid of being forgotten. They're afraid of not doing anything significant. And so they're panicking about making sure they bolster and pump their name up. Can I tell you something? I don't know if it's a preference of mine, but I just don't like self-promotion. I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know. But people, sometimes they self-promote themselves out of fear because they're afraid of being not famous or not being known. The problem is, and we read it, the problem is that when you're obsessed with your own name and your own reputation, you end up confused. Did you guys remember what we read? You guys, you remember? What happened when they were trying to build a name for themselves? They got all confused. And there's, there, it actually gets crazier and juicier in the original language in the Bible. It says, it says at the end, they, it's not that they were confused. They were, they, will, they were not able to hear their companions. Wow. That means that when you're obsessed with building your name, your brand, your reputation, you stop listening to the closest people around you. That's when you're obsessed with building your own name. Now, I want to close and start, you know, going, uh, start landing the plane. We're not at the airport, but, you know, we're starting to buckle our seatbelts to, to land the plane. I want to talk to you about when God builds your name. I just want to tell you off the bat, God could build anybody's name. Even if you have the worst reputation, even if you're the worst person, even if your reputation is literally dirt, God could build anybody's reputation, anybody's name. Even if you haven't cheated or ran over people or even if you're not famous, God could still use you. In fact, the Bible is full of stories of people that were nobodies and God made them great. Greatness is something that comes from God. His preferred style of people to use are nobodies, are underdogs. The Bible is a, story, is, a, is, a, is a full book of stories of underdogs. That's what the whole Bible is. It's a bunch of stories of underdogs. People that were nobodies, people that were nothing, that were rejects. And God builds their name, a.k.a. brand. Um, I'm, I'm doing this crazy study on this guy named John Calvin. And it's funny because this guy just uh, revolutionized Europe and did amazing things in the 1500s. And what's crazy is this guy, John Calvin, he didn't even want to pastor people. He wanted to be in a room by himself reading and writing stuff. He didn't want to work with people. He didn't want the spotlight. Yet God took him and made him a great leader. 
You know the greatest leaders are those that don't want the spotlight. The greatest people are those that don't want to be famous. It's when you recognize that you want to be famous, you want to be great, but you're like, no, but my fame and my greatness comes from God. Jesus was the ultimate underdog. Did you know that Jesus' great-grandma was a prostitute? Did you know that? Did you know that Jesus' name was the most common name? Did you know that? Jesus, the name Jesus was like the name Joe or like John. It's like this, who's Jesus? Do you know that he was from, yeah, Jose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, yeah, Jose, what's up? Or like Miguel or, or uh, what's like another common name? Renee, what? <laughs> you guys would. What is another common name? Juan, yeah. That's what Jesus, that's what, his, that's what his name was. It was this common, like, regular guy. He was born in the, main, in the manger where animals eat. Let me give you some more. His mom was oddly pregnant. It's like, wait, what? Mary's pregnant? How? You know? That was supposed to be funny, but I guess no one, no one laughed. Um, his dad was barely known. He was from Nazareth. He was like from saying the skid row of the, of the town. Like, who is this from Nazareth? Like, what else? Um, he was an immigrant. He was unknown, nowhere on the map for 18 years. He was a carpenter, a little a small businessman. Like, what is he going to do? God is famous for making something out of nothing, for making somebody out of a nobody. That's, and what Gisela just powerfully read, God, that's his nature, to fool the powerful things of this world through the weak things of this world. When God builds your name, we could put it on the screen, when God builds your name, your name lasts forever. When God builds your name, your name becomes timeless. Your name doesn't have an expiration date. When God builds your reputation, it lasts forever. You know those people, have you heard of like the one hit wonders? Like you just know how the song goes, but you never know who sang it. Kind of like that. You're forgotten. Like, like, people, like, if you build your own name, you're like a one-hit wonder. You know? It's funny because I don't know if you, it, I, it's just like a, uh, like a, I think it's like a PG-13 or like a R mature rated show. It's called, uh, it's a documentary, documentary series called The Roman Empire on Netflix. And it's, it's really good uh, if you're like a ner uh, history nerd. Um, and it talks about how these emperors wanted and were so obsessed with building their name they started building like statues and they started building all these crazy things to commemorate themselves at the end at the end they're, they're they're literally their like reign would last like four years because someone assassinated them <laughs> when you build your own name you're a one-hit wonder but when god builds your name it lasts forever it's timeless. You become a legend. 
Hey, you remember Josh? Chavaria? Yeah. Man, that guy. Yeah, wasn't he your great, great, great grandpa? Yeah, he was. He was amazing. You remember Evelyn? Man, Evelyn, she was, you know, man, wow. <laughs> Freddie, you know Freddie? Man, Freddie was like, shh. What was he like? Did, was it like in 2019? Like, was it? Wow, it's like 3,000. We still remember his name. That's what happens when God builds your name. We're still talking about Grandpa Abraham, and this was like thousands of years ago. You remember Kaylee? Whoo, yeah, damn, man. Kaylee, whoo, goodness. <laughs> the second thing that happens when God builds your name is that you become secure. You're not insecure trying to get people to buy you in a sense. You don't have to run around, oh, please, can you affirm me? Like, I have 100K followers, please. Like, someone, please know me. When you, when you let God build your name, you're secure. Have you guys known those insecure people? And it's funny because when Instagram put out that statement that people delete their pictures when they don't get enough likes, that's insecurity. <laughs> when you get home after a long day and it's only you and your spouse or you and your singleness <laughs> and you feel empty, that's a sign of insecurity. Because you need to feel secure when you're around people and when you're alone. And when God builds your name, you're secure. Right? Yeah. Number three. The next quality, when God builds your reputation, it's to be a blessing. When you try to build your own brand and your own name, it's for your benefit. But when you let God build your name and your brand and your reputation, it's so you could be a blessing to the whole world. Are you guys with me? The next quality that when God when God builds your brand and your reputation, you become humble. You become humble. One of the, the, the Old Testament scholars that he commented on this scripture we read on Abraham. Can we put that quote on the screen? Listen to what he said. It's so powerful. He says, if his name, Abraham, if Abraham's name is ever to become great, it will not be because of any self-initiated effort. The great name will be a gift not an achievement. When you become great, if you allow God to make you great, it's not going to be this achievement. Yeah, I conquered this. I'm famous because of my strength. No, no, no. It's going to be a gift that God has given you. And that is the secret to humility. Tell the person next to you, you need to be more humble. Exactly. Now, my question is, how does God build your name? How does God build your name? You know how God builds your name? By trusting him. By trusting God. There we go. Yeah. By trusting him. You become great by trusting him. 
You, can I tell you something? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm so all about the being independent and being, you know, self-sufficient. And I'm all about that. I, I believe in that. But sometimes we could get go a little extreme to the point where we become self-sufficient that we don't need God anymore. We need to allow this, these spaces where only God could come through. Where he makes us great. And I need to clarify something. You're going to become great in his time. Not in your time. You're going to be great in his time. In his time. Do you remember Joseph? Joseph in the Bible. Joseph was doing wonders. He was doing great things like stuff that would blow your mind while he was in jail. And what did he do? Do you guys remember? He, was, he told the guy that he helped get out. He was like, hey, okay, I did this for you. Please tell the Pharaoh, tell him about me to get me out of here. And what happened? Nothing happened. Where did he stay? He stayed in jail. I'm going to tell you something. You could do wonders. You could sing the most beautiful song. You could create the most beautiful house. You could have the most incredible project. But you won't be great until God wants you to be great. You guys following me? Because greatness comes from God. Greatness comes from God. You guys know there's people that have done like something so simple and you're like, I could do that. And all of a sudden, they're like this great person. This, they have greatness. It's like, oh, my gosh. Like, how did that happen? Because greatness, it really doesn't, it doesn't depend much on you. It's, it's about God. You're going to be great in his time. Renee, I'm trying. I'm working so hard. I'm trying to get my career going and nothing's starting. It's going to be in his time. Renee, everyone's passing me, Renee. Everyone's passing me fast. You're going to be great in his time. Renee, I'm still in debt. This person has like a, a job that doesn't even get paid as good as me, and they're bawling. <laughs> You're going to be great in his time. You're going to be great in his time. You could, you could give the best message. You could lead the most powerful song you could have the craziest job title the craziest resume you won't be great until God makes you great on behalf of our church we want to thank you for listening to this week's message RLA is a biblical grassroots church located in South Los Angeles we are a community who is here to restore the hurting anxious and those discouraged by religion we hope to have you back next week.